Hallelujah. Let's give him glory. Let's give him honor. Let's worship him. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice. I shall rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. He gave us this day, a day that we never saw before. Hallelujah. Today wasn't promised, but is there anybody in the room that's excited to be alive in 2021? Say hallelujah. I'm going to ask the praise heathen to come out. I thought they would be out. <laughs> but we're going to pray. Amen. We're going to start in prayer. Amen. The Bible says men ought to always pray and not to faint. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You may close your eyes and just touch your heart. Put your hands on your heart. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Just begin to thank him. Thank him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Is he worthy? Is he worthy? Is he worthy? Thank you, Jesus. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that you hear me always. I call on the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I come to you because there's no greater we can come to. Begin to pray. Begin to talk to him. Begin to have a conversation with him. You are the only wise God. You are the beginning and the end. You're Alpha and Omega. You're the lily of the valley. You're the bright and morning star. You're our Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. We ask you to come into this room. Come like fire. Come like the river. Come like the wind. Come like rain. Set your heart and your gaze towards us now. Father God, we ask you to heal, we ask you to deliver, and we ask you to set free. We come expecting, we come hungry, we come thirsty. We ask you to show up in our lives like never before. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. We ask you for a heart check today. Check our hearts, Lord. Come on and ask him. God, we ask you for a heart check check our hearts lord and if you find anything that's not like you we ask you to take it away if there's anything in there that is against our brother or sister or another person we ask you to take it away now lord jesus we desire truth in the inmost part of our being and in the hidden parts of our heart so we ask you, God, to cleanse us and purify us, creating us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us. 
We ask you to send angelical hosts in this place. God, send your anointing to break every yoke. Every yoke, every sickness, every disease. COVID-19, whatever you're going through, we rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I prophesy Isaiah 53 over you that no one in Zion will say that they are sick. I prophesy that scripture. Go ahead and say that over your life. Say that over your family. That no one in Zion will say that they're sick. That we walk in divine health. We walk in divine healing. We walk, hallelujah, because it is well. We ask you to send gifts, God, gifts of the Spirit, gifts of the Spirit, wisdom, knowledge, faith, gifts of healing in the name of Jesus. We call on you, Jesus. We call on you, Jesus. We call on you, Jesus. The one whose hand, whose head and hair is as white as snow. The one that eyes as as flame as fire. The one that feet is like brass. The one whose voice is as sounds of many waters. The one whose countenance is as the sun of shining in his strength. The one who's the first and the last. The one who was, hallelujah, that liveth and was dead and behold is alive forevermore, evermore. The one who has the keys of hell and death. Jesus is his name. We call on you, Jesus. The author and finisher of our faith. We call on you, Jesus. The one that makes everything right. We call on Jesus. The one that changes the room and the atmosphere. We call on you today to meet us in this place. To reveal yourself, to reveal your glory. To display signs, wonders, and miracles. Jesus, we ask you to come and invade our life. Invade our territories. Invade our life. And invade our territory. In the name of Jesus. Now somebody say, Jesus, come and meet me. Jesus, come and meet me. Jesus, will you meet me today? Amen. You may be seated. Amen. You're good. Thank you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, I'm going to tell a quick story. Hopefully it's quick. Amen. <laughs> so 20 years ago on 9-11, I had my office at the World Trade Center in the building of, um, it was building one in New York City. And on, on that day, there was terrorist attack going on, as we all know it, as 9-11. Not knowing what was coming next, airplanes in the sky, going into buildings, devastation all around, trying to get back to Brooklyn. I remember trying to get back to Brooklyn safely with no phones working. I couldn't even call my mom to let her know I was okay. Whether there was people in the actual building, or whether there was people walking the street. 
Buildings was collapsing. Debris was all over the place. And people was dying in the street. Who would have ever thought that 20 years ago, later, I will be preaching to some giant killers? Holy Ghost filled fire. Believers for Jesus. There's devastation, despair, tragedy, loss, and we all are dealing with something that we need Jesus to invade our life with. Amen? You know, my husband and I lost our dog earlier this year in August. And um, I was very um, hurt by that because she was with us for six, uh, well, we had her since she was six months, and we, um, uh, she was with us for 14 years. And I remember being so hurt, and I'm still, you know, um, coming, going through, I guess, that grieving process. And some may not understand if you never had a dog. <laughs> but when you have someone there for 14 years, they really have an impact on your life. And after she passed, I remember the Lord began to show me some examples of, of him in the relationship that I had with my dog. And um, do you, I mean, can you even think about that? God talks, can talk to you through anything, any circumstance, any situation, anything that you go through, he can, um, and he will talk to you. So I remember her last walk, her last walk, my um, husband took her, um, they had a head start. No, I think I had the head start. <laughs> I left them in the house, and I went out, and I just started walking. And then she and my um, husband came out. We have, like, a cul-de-sac, so we kind of walk around this cul-de-sac. You know, I have lost 60 pounds this year. So um, thank God. Amen. And it didn't happen overnight, but we started one mile at a time. I remember when I couldn't even walk a mile, that I was out of breath and just... Like, oh, my God, I can't do this. But how many know we can do all things through Christ that gives us strength? And I remember I got out and I started walking. And then she came around with my husband walking. And she was just, you know, panting. And she was just having a hard time walking. And um, she saw me from a distance. And she was, like, standing there just looking at me. And as I continued to walk, I was on one side of the street, and, and um, he was, and they was on the other side of the street. And then she crossed the street to come to me. And then she uh, was with me, and I, and I was walking, and she was walking with me. Then she stopped and looked back at my husband and was, like, waiting for him. So in that, you know, God was showing me as much as she wanted to be with me, she wanted to be with him. Isn't that like the Lord? As much as he wants to be with you, he wants to be with your neighbor. <laughs> There's no partiality there. He wants us all. And then I remember um, another thing that um, we used to play. She didn't really like this. We played hide and seek. So she would, um, let's say we had the couch in front of us, and I would start on one end of the couch, and she would be on the other end of the couch, and then I would go um, around you know, the couch, and then she would follow me around because she's actually looking for me on the end that she last saw me on. And then I would go on the other end, and then she would look, and then I would, um, then she would come on my end, and then I would go back to that end. So we were just going around and around in circles around the couch. And then she got upset and started barking at me. 
Like, in other words, stop it. <laughs> you know, and then the Lord showed me, you know, um, how she just pursued after me. But isn't that how the Lord pursues after us? You know, that he seeks after us, that he runs after us, that he doesn't stop until he gets you. If you didn't know that, I'm telling you now, be encouraged that he is pursuing after you. And he is not going to stop until he gets his possession. Until he gets you. Because it's all about you. The cross was all about you. If he can do it again, he would do it just for you. He would leave the 99 just for you. You mean so much to him. So I was like, wow, okay, God. And then also, you know, Diamond just showed me that, you know, she is such a friend. She's such a friend. You know, have you heard that terminology, dogs is your best friend? And they really are. They really are your friend. And, and she will be with me. I remember everywhere I will go in the house, she will follow me. If I'm in my office, she's right there. If I get up out of the office, if she's, if, listen, she could be sound asleep, you know, and I get up very quietly because I don't want to wake her and I go into the living room and next thing you know I look up she's right there she's right there she just wanted to be with me and when you have a friend that friends want to be with their friend ain't that right so I remember just studying this and um you know God just revealed this to me you know you see, I believe that the Pharisees and the Sadducees, because they're sad, you see. <laughs> they didn't care so much about the miracles and healings. I believe they didn't like the fact that Jesus was befriending the people. It was the fact that they didn't want Jesus to be other people's friend. They wanted them. They wanted Jesus all to himself. They wanted him to be like them. But they missed it. He wanted to be their friend as much as he wanted to be other people's friend. <laughs> He's a friend to all. Isn't that like Jesus? That, you know, you don't have to be, you don't have to be jealous when it comes to Jesus. You don't have to be jealous when it comes to Jesus' affection and love. Because as much as he wants to be my friend, he wants to be your friend. Amen? Do you believe that? Look at your neighbor and say, as much as Jesus wants to be your friend, he wants to be my friend. Why? Because he's a friend to sinners. He's a friend. Hallelujah, a true friend. Well, I'm a preacher that likes to be talked back to. Amen. Who, who wants to have a side, you know, one side conversation? Anybody in here? So it's okay to say amen. It's okay to say hallelujah. It's okay to say thank you, Jesus. When you hear something that resonates with your heart and your soul, it's okay to have a hallelujah after that. Amen. 
Glory to God. Hallelujah. I remember my dad. You know, my dad, I love my dad. He's 70 years old. He um, came out of COVID earlier this year, thank God. And I remember him being in the hospital, and they told him, Mr. Latson, if you don't stop talking, you're going to talk yourself to death. That's what they said. They was really mean. You know, I remember talking to um, staff, and, and we was praying, and they were just you know, talking doom and gloom to my father, you know, because he is a man that can, you know, that always wants to talk. And, he, and they say, you need to lay down, Mr. Latson. And he wouldn't lay down. He would sit on his, the edge of his bed and just have his feet dingling because he's a short, short guy. And his feet would just be dingling off the um, bed. And he would talk from um, morning to night. He would just talk and talk and talk. And you know what? God gave me a revelation that he talked himself right out of that hospital. When they wanted to tell him to shut up and be quiet and stop talking, you know, hallelujah, he would not do it. And I remember, I could, I could call him right now, I kid you not, I would call him right now, he would say, hi, Tisha, and that's all he would say. He would continue the conversation and go for an hour without me even saying a word. <laughs> I am dead serious. Like, he, all he knows is that I'm on the other line. Listen, just the other day, I was on the phone, and my sister clicked in, and she said, um, I said, Dad's on the phone. I said, you want to be clicked in? She said, no, 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 no. And then after a while, she said, okay, click me in. So I clicked him in, and I clicked her in, and I said, um, Dad, Keisha's on the phone. She said, hi, Keisha. And the next thing you know, it was it. He went on and started talking. An hour later, Keisha hung up. I was still on the phone. I text Keisha. I said, why you hang up? Why you leave me like that? So, I, so when I, hallelujah, have a conversation, I like to be talked to, okay? So are you expecting a miracle? Yes. Hallelujah. If there's ever been a time for Jesus to show up, that time is what? Now. We need signs, wonders, and miracles in this hour. I believe many in this place and online, hallelujah, will literally see visions of Jesus walking in the building today. Jesus is here to encounter you in every way. Do you believe that? Hallelujah. These are the days of the manifestation of God. This is the time for us to be naturally supernatural. I heard that before and I was like, oh, that's good. That's good. Hallelujah. Let me say that again. It is time for God's children to be naturally supernatural. It should be natural to be supernatural because it's in our DNA. It's in our bloodline. It's in our makeup. It's what we was made of. It's who we are. Hallelujah. It is part of our inheritance. It, to, it is to be naturally supernatural. When it just, hallelujah, becomes natural. When it just becomes natural, just to lay your hands on the sick and they recover. When it comes natural, if your feet is hurt and you say, uh-uh, not today, not tomorrow, not ever. When it becomes natural to be supernatural. Do anybody want that? Hallelujah. He has given us power, yoke destroying, burden removing power. Hallelujah. Mark 16 and 7, it says, in these signs shall follow them. 
that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. Hallelujah. Have anybody cast out a devil before? Guess what? It's time for you to cast out a devil. Hallelujah. In my name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You shall cast out devils. You shall speak in new tongues. Hallelujah. Do you remember Peter? Shadow healed. Everybody has a shadow. You can see my shadow. And that shadow is following me everywhere I go. You cannot get rid of that shadow. That shadow is attached to you. Wherever you go, that shadow goes. And these signs shall follow you. Let me have um, Derek and, and um, Sean. Hallelujah. Just Sean, just walk around. Just walk around in the front. Hallelujah. And these signs shall follow you. Everywhere you go. Everywhere you go, these signs shall follow you. Begin to run, Sean. Begin to run. Hallelujah. These signs shall follow you. Everywhere you go. You can't get away from it. You can't get away. Don't grab them, baby. Don't grab them, baby. <laughs> these signs shall follow you. Glory to God. Everywhere you go, hallelujah, these signs shall follow. What am I trying to display and demonstrate to you? Is that, hallelujah, wherever you go, you cannot get away from the awesomeness of God. You cannot get away from what God has called you to do on the earth. You can, no matter how fast you run, no matter how fast, hallelujah, you go, you cannot get away from it. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, I can't get away, I can't get away. I can't get away, I can't get away. And these signs shall follow you if you believe. Hallelujah. Do I have any believers in the building? Is there any believers? Hallelujah. That you know what you know what you know. That you know without a shadow of doubt that he is with you. Why? Because of your past experiences. Why? Because of your testimonies. Why? Because you know that he did this and guess what? He'll do that. Hallelujah. He will be with you. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. It didn't say that they may recover. It didn't say, um, you know, 50-50. They said that they will recover. Hallelujah, my God. That is a sure enough blessing. That is a sure enough promise that it will happen. Hallelujah. So then shall the Lord has spoken unto him, unto them. He was received unto heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them, confirming signs and wonders and miracles. Hallelujah. Do anybody want that? Say, God, I want that. God, I need that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He wants us to desire spiritual gifts. Isn't that what the word of God says? For us to desire spiritual gifts. Our problem is not bigger than who the answer is to the problem. Whatever you're going through is not bigger than the answer. And who is the answer? Jesus is the answer. The word of God says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exhort his name together, which means, hallelujah, take your magnified glass off your problems 
and the things of this world and focus on Jesus. Make him bigger than your problems. He is the answer. We have a tendency of magnifying all of the issues and all of the problems and all of the struggles and all of the things that's facing us. COVID-19 and all these things, we're magnifying those things. But the Bible says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Make him bigger. Hallelujah. Because he is the answer. And Matthew 16 Hallelujah, it shows you that he's the answer. The 19th verse, and it says, And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever shall be loosed on earth shall be loosed in heaven. How many want the keys of the kingdom of heaven? Do anybody in here need the keys? Hallelujah. Guess what? You already got it because you got Jesus. All you got to do is utilize it. When you think about, uh, uh, you know, being handed a key, that, that is being handed authority, yeah. right? So if you didn't have the key to this building, you don't have authority to open this building if no one else is here, right? If you don't have the key to your house, you don't have authority to open that house unless you are given the keys. So you go to closing, and when you close, what do they do? They give you the keys. They give you the right to the property. And guess what? God of heaven has given you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And we don't even use the keys that he has given us. Maybe they're mixed up with the other keys of this world. Maybe they're mixed up with the other keys that may go to your car. But there's keys to the the kingdom of heaven that he wants you to have that he needs you to have so somebody else can be given the key hallelujah glory to God there's keys to the kingdom somebody say there's keys to the kingdom and we want it hallelujah I prophesy healing for your physical body and your soul this is a part of the redemptive work of Christ as forgiveness for your sins was it's part of what Jesus did on the cross. Be healed, be delivered, be saved in the name of Jesus. That is part of the work that he did on the cross. It's not just for the salvation, but it's also for everything else that comes with it. The resources. Didn't he say he was bruised and beaten all night long for what? For your healing. It's all in the cross. We need to encounter Jesus. Lord, encounter us like never before. When you encounter Jesus, guess what? Everything changes. We will, hallelujah, lay hands and see, oh, glory to God, the, the, um, the people that need healing, we will see them well. We will see the blind eyes open. We will see our shadow healed. Come on, somebody. What if you go after that and say, God, I want that. Whatever you did to Peter, I want that, God. When you walk past somebody and they say, wait a minute, something just happened. When you walk past, hallelujah, somebody say, wait a minute, I, I, I could walk up straight. When you walk past somebody and something changes. Why? Because you entered the room. Because you have authority. Because it's part of your inheritance. 
Unbelievers need to have an encounter with Jesus. And you are that encounter. Mm. Unbelievers need to see Jesus. And they will see him through your life. They need to see that beautiful people of God. And we are the answer. Glory to God. When you walk into a room, I've been saying that a lot, heavens come. Hallelujah. Heaven comes in the room. Why? Because you're part of heaven. The atmosphere changes. Everything begins to shift. Do you really know who you are? Do you know who you are in Jesus? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's focus on bringing heaven to earth. You know that song? Let's focus on bringing heaven to earth. Not so much about going to heaven. Because you don't want to miss the fun destroying hell while you're on your way there. See, your job is your mission field. Your mission is to destroy the works of the devil. For this cause was the Son of Man manifested to destroy the works of the devil. You have the same mission. Hallelujah. The favorite part of the gospel is people getting saved, healed, and delivered. If, if this is the last thing you do on earth, give people Jesus. If that's the last thing that you do on earth, give people Jesus. That is our mission. That is our job, to give people Jesus. I remember my son, many of you know, many, many, many of you may not know, um, our, one of our foster sons was murdered just um, a few weeks ago. And we have raised over 50 boys. And um, I don't want to cry. <laughs> and he was walking just on the street at 10.30 a.m. And he was shot down by a drive-by. A shot in the chest, one in the back. And he died. And I just couldn't believe it. It, it just was like, what? He's just a teenager. He's just a young man. He's just a boy. He's just our son. And I just couldn't understand it. I was just, you know, just hurt. And so many things go through your mind and you think like, oh, what could you have done? Could you have done more? You know, you, you get these thoughts that you have to be careful. But then God just comforted me and said, you gave him the greatest gift, which was me. You gave him Jesus. He didn't know Jesus, but you gave him Jesus. Before he left our home, he got baptized. He accepted the Lord. He became from one angry young man to a happy young man, a joyful young man. And he was, he was um, one that we had a lot of struggles with. But boy, he was such a delight. 
When he came into the room, he just brightened up the room, smiles everywhere. His smile just was so contagious. And I remember going to the homegoing service, and I went to his casket, and all of a sudden, I just was like, why are you here? And I just kept saying, why are you here? Because I've never gone to a funeral that was um, of, of a young man. I've always gone to older um, funerals of, you know, grandmas and aunties and all of those things that's older. This is the first time ever that I went to a funeral that it was a young person. And I think it just hit me hard, like, this, this is wrong. This shouldn't have happened. This is not right. But the comfort in it all, and it just kept resonating in my heart and mind, is that we gave him Jesus. That he's with the Lord. <laughs> that he's with his father. So if, if there's anything that you end up doing or, or not doing, one thing you want to make for sure that you do is give people Jesus. Give people Jesus. I prophesy this scripture, Isaiah 61. It says, the spirit of the Lord, God, is upon us. Because the Lord has anointed us to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has set me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive. In the opening of the prison, in the opening of the prison to them that are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. To comfort all that mourn. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. To give them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they might be called the trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. That he might be glorified. That is your job. That is my job. That is our job to proclaim the good news, to teach the good news, to preach the good news, to be a full-time Christian. What about that? Ah. To be a full-time Christian, not just on Sunday, not just on Wednesday when we come to prayer meeting. Not just on youth night, but for us to be what? A full-time Christian. The world is waiting on us. Do you believe that? According to Romans 8 and 19, it says, For the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. In other words, you are being waited on. Creation, all of creation is waiting on the manifestation of the sons of God to show up, to be, to be revealed, to be um, put on display, to be seen of the world. You know, as I was studying, the Lord told me the spirit, um, the body of Christ is malnutrition. We are not eating every day. We are not eating our daily bread. The Bible says, give us this day what our daily bread. What is your food? What are you feasting on? Is it the word of God or is it the world? The word of God is spirit and life. 
That is the word of God. Do you remember your first crush? Somebody does. <laughs> Do you remember doing things to get noticed by that crush? You told your friend about that person. What if you had a crush on Jesus? What if you was crushing on him? And you was telling everybody about him. What if you got giddy for him? You know, when you, when you met your love for the first time and you were so giddy and you was just, you, you had butterflies and you didn't know what to say. You just was smiling from ear to ear. What if we had that same passion towards Jesus? When that happens, you won't worry about sin and messing up. When you fall in love with Jesus and have a love affair with him, you will follow him. You wouldn't wait for him to tell you to read your, body, your Bible and pray. You just will love him so much that it automatically happens. When you get so busy with doing things, you forget about communing and building relationship with Jesus. Sometimes we could be so busy, and even in church, we can volunteer and, and get in the busyness of ministry that we forget about the relational part of ministry, that we forget about why we're here and what we're doing it for and, and who we're doing it for. Let me just share this real quick, and I'm almost finished. That's my first time. You know, most preachers say I'm almost finished. You know, they are not almost finished. <laughs> but I promise you I am. I was watching, somebody um, tagged me in this um, video on Facebook, and I was like, uh, I wasn't going to open it. It says, why did people leave the church? And um, I opened it. It was a 15-minute, um, you know, um, session, and I listened to it. And all of the people, it was like a panel of six people, and it was just going on and on on why they left the church. And every last one of them was talking about the food. Uh, well, first of all, they asked them, why do they go to church? They started off with that. And then they said, um, the fellowship, the communion, the community, the food, you know, getting together, being around people that think like them, that look like them, that talk like them, you know, just feeling good among a good group of people. And then, um, then they went into why did they leave the church, and some said COVID, and some said disconnect, and all these other things. But then I, I thought about that, and I, I said, wow, not one of them said that they go to church to encounter Jesus. All of them said that they go to church for community, which community is good, right? But you need to go to encounter Jesus. The cross talks about encountering him and also encountering people. And I thought that was just not strange, but it was just sad that we can lose ourselves. We can get so busy in a routine of just, you know, doing what we should be doing and forget about who we're doing it for. It's so important that we get our hunger back. It's time to stir up the hunger and the desperation for Jesus like never before. The lover of our soul, truly he is the lover of our soul. There has to be a shift in America's hunger. There has to be a shift in America's hunger, a shift in our city. In Columbus, in Dayton, in Cleveland, in Springfield, in the entire state of the Ohio and the world. It has to be a shift in the world concerning our hunger. 
The only reason why the world has a voice is because the church lost theirs. We need our voice back. We need to take our voice back. We're violent. We got to take our voice back. The kingdom of God suffered violence and the violent what? Takes it by force. We got to take back what the enemy has stolen from us. He wants to keep you silent. Even today I was having a problem just even praising, worshiping without coughing. See, the enemy wants to silence you. Even with the mask. You know, we couldn't understand each other. The enemy wants to silence you. He wants to silence your voice. But I am here to tell you that your voice is yours. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You got your voice back. I prophesy to you and say you got your voice back. Hallelujah. What you got to say is important. What you got to say is meaningful. What you got to say is going to change the next generation. Your voice is important. Hallelujah. Somebody need to say my voice. Hallelujah. Is important. My voice. Glory to God. The enemy wants you to shut up and stay in a corner. But he's a liar today. Hallelujah. Guess what? He can't tell the truth. Even if he tried, he can't tell the truth. See, so many have lost their awe, their A-W-E of him. We was created for all. All of this is coming to what I'm about to share with you. Everything that I said is leading to what I'm about to share with you. We was created for all. When we don't see miracle signs and wonders, we lose our awe. We, you, we lose the awesomeness of God. The early church was in awe of Jesus. Do you understand that? They sat at his feet. They wanted to see what he was doing and what he was saying and where he, where he was going. They was in awe of Jesus. They was amazed by him. They was like, man, who is this man from Galilee? Who is this man? They had their awe. This was because they had their awe. Jesus did the miraculous before men. And it's time for you to do the miraculous before men. Do you believe that? Do you really believe that you can do the miraculous? Do you believe that you can bring the awesomeness of God to someone? Hallelujah. Guess what? You can. I am here to tell you that you can. Hallelujah. The enemy wants you to believe that you can't, but you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. I am more than a conqueror through him. Glory to God. We inherited his inheritance. What belongs to Jesus belongs to you. You see, there is a fight of who will win in the awe of your life. Will it be distractions of sickness or, or COVID? I mean, we're going in two years of this and we're still talking about COVID. And I know it's a real thing. But will that distract you from the awe of God? 
Will that distract you from, you know, oh, nobody had a mask on. Oh, everybody had a mask on. Oh, some had a mask on. Will you allow those things to distract you? Will you allow problems and issues and stress? Stress is a big one. If the enemy could get, get us stressed out, we don't want to do anything. We want to stay in the bed. I'm tired. I'm weary. I'm this, that, and the other. But we declare and prophesy shalom peace over you. <laughs> Thank you, Cheryl. We, hallelujah, speak shalom peace over you. We lose big. We lose how big, let me say this, we lose how big our God is when our awe is in the wrong direction. When our awe is focused on the wrong direction. We need to be a people filled with awe. Who will win in the awe of your life? Will it be Jesus? Will it be the world? Witnessing the miraculous opens the awe of your heart. I mean, think about it. When my husband shared that story about my brother, didn't that do something to you? And I'm like, wow, whoa. You know, I'm like, wow. I mean, when you see something or you hear something, like, oh, wow. Was that a wow moment? Was that an awe moment? My brother died from um, not only um, through the fall, but he was doing drugs. He had, um, he, he basically overdosed and he did, you know, what um, Whitney Houston did. She, you know, she had pills and alcohol and that's what he had. He don't know what pill he had. Somebody slipped it to him. He took it and that was it. And he, and he died, and um, we began to pray. They said they couldn't find him. They didn't know what hospital he was at. So we went to the church, and we prayed. We're here. He's in New York. And I just declare his body. I, I just declare Akita back into his body. I said, Akita Gomar Latson, get up. Wake up. Arise now. And I said that multiple times, and next thing you know, he was alive. He woke up. And I know that's nothing. I know that's nothing what in terms of, you know, we see that here at Zion. Right? We have countless testimonies of, of dead raisings. But how many wants to have more countless testimonies of dead raising? How many want to have record-breaking countless testimonies of people being healed and delivered and, and set free and having their right mind, hallelujah, and having the activity of their limbs? How many wants to see more countless, hallelujah, glory to God, miracles that's happening at Zion? Guess what, hallelujah, it shall happen and it will happen right here from this spot, from this place. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. One encounter changes everything. Your encounter awakens, awakens your all. Lord Jesus, we ask you to awaken us. Come on and just say that. Lord Jesus, we just ask you to awaken us. Awaken us. 
If we can just go out and do what Jesus did in our city, we will catch on fire. Hallelujah. See how Jesus seen. Do what Jesus did. You can't win people to joy when you don't have joy yourself. We need the joy of our salvation restored. Hallelujah. I feel that we need the joy of our salvation restored. Some of you may have lost joy. Some of you don't even know what joy feels like. Some of you may not know what joy seems like because it's been gone for so long. I just declare joy in your life. I speak joy in your life. In the name of Jesus, let joy be restored. The joy of the Lord is our salvation. Hallelujah. I prophesy you will not hide no more. You will not retreat, but you will laugh in the face of your enemies. You know what? The devil picked the wrong fight with the wrong person. He picked the wrong fight with the wrong person. <laughs> yeah, that's a clap moment. He, that's a snap moment. He picked the wrong fight with the wrong person. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He thought he was going to destroy your marriage. He picked the wrong fight. We're going to be on fire like never before. He thought he was going to destroy your business. He picked the wrong fight. My business is going to prosper like never before. He thought he was going to, hallelujah, destroy your health. You will walk in divine health. He picked the wrong fight with the wrong person. I'm not the one. And you ain't the one. He picked the wrong fight. He should have chose somebody else. Now we're going to give him a black eye. Hallelujah. Glory to God. How are you like, okay, how can I give him a black eye? By declaring and speaking and believing and telling the enemy to flee. He said, I, if you submit to the Lord and resist the devil, guess what? He has to what? Flee from you. He can't stay around you. He picked the wrong fight. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The only reason why you were given a gift is to use it. It's time for you to allow the gifts of the Spirit to be at work in your life. It's time for it to be activated. Guess what? You have just been activated. You are on active duty in the kingdom of God. I have just activated you. Hallelujah. To do and go out and do what God has called you to be. You have been activated. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. It may not feel like it, but I'm telling you, something's going to rise up in you. Something's going to stir up in you from this day forward that you're going to say, you know, enough is enough. I am a hallelujah, God's daughter. I am God's son. Hallelujah. I have been activated for, for online duty. <laughs> for kingdom duty. I have been activated. Matthew 10 and 1. It says, and when... He had called unto him the 12 disciples. He gave them power against unclean spirits 
to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and disease. You have been activated. Matthew 10 and 8, heal the sick, cleanse the leopard, raise the dead, cast out the devil, freely give because you freely received. You have been activated. Matthew 8, 16 and 17. 16 and 17, when, when they even come, they brought all manner of sickness and diseases and those that was possessed with devils and all of them was healed. You have been activated. Somebody need to say, I got the power. <laughs> I got the power. Glory to God. I got the power. I feel that. Hallelujah. I got the power. It was the joy of the cross that he died and saved, healed and delivered. Jesus, the miraculous one, that was his joy. And he gave it to each and every one of us and said, now you do it. Isn't that the charge that he gave his disciples? He said, now you do it. I charge you. I commission you. Now you do it. I have finished my work. Now it's time for you to do it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And when you begin to see that and hear that and do that, your all of God will be back. I declare restoration of your all. I declare, hallelujah, that you will see and feel the awesomeness of God in your life again. I declare that in the name of Jesus, that you will awaken, your spirit will be awakened, that those gifts will be stirred up within you. Stir up the gifts that lies within us. I declare that it will be stirred up within you once again. You know, it's good to have prayer. It's good to, you know, people for, to pray for you. I'm definitely one for to ask for prayer. But it's also good for you to be able to pray for yourself and know who you are and declare who you are and speak who you are. I'm going to ask everyone to stand. I'm going to ask the praise team to come back up, <laughs> the worship team. And I just want to open up the altar. I'm going to ask the minister teams to come.